are back and welcome to another episode of Somebody's Gotta Say It. I'm Pastor Elijah and this is Pastor Rob. And we have been off for a couple of weeks. There was a couple things. Both of us got extremely busy. I know I had quite a few uh, teachings, you know, being the life of a pastor is not um, without busyness, right? That and I lost my voice for like a week. I think I lost my voice the same week. Yeah, you got sick too. Or yeah. I, I really wasn't sick, but I just lost my voice. Same thing, just teaching yeah. and I talk too much, I yeah. think is the thing. Me too. My voice is still struggling right now, but um, we're going to get through this and we wanted to get you guys a episode out before we move into the election time, right? Yeah. So today's episode is titled Voting Your Way to Wrath. Think about that. Voting Our Way to wrath. And somebody's got to say it. California has been voting its way towards wrath for as long as I can remember. Remember they used to call it the um, the golden state? Yeah. I think it's lost a little bit of that shine. I mean, we can keep the golden as long as we add the calf after it. That's right. right. The Dang. golden calf state. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy thing, guys. When you look out in the landscape of how everything's going, not just in our state, but in our country, as we approach uh, the eight. We're going to talk about voting uh, biblically that we need that as Christians, you need to get out and vote. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ tonight, you need to get out and vote. Do not sit by. Yeah, but Rob, why do Christians need to vote? Hasn't everything been written already? Yeah. Like, why would we need the vote? Why do we need to involve ourselves in the political arena? Well, I'll read you this verse and then you tell me what you think. Okay. Okay. Matthew... 5, chapter 5, verses 13 and 14, it says this. Jesus is speaking now. He says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. A city is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. That's that's an important one uh, for the simple fact that when you read that, you think of Jesus telling us to be the salt and the light, right? Yeah. So the light one really got me because our light should never go out. And Christ calls us to influence our culture rather than isolate ourselves from it. Exactly. You know, you think about um, when you take a light and you put it in a dark room, you draw the attention away from the darkness and towards the light. Even if you take a flashlight and you put it in the corner, most eyes will be drawn towards that. And the problem I think that we come up against is there's so much darkness and not many lights out there. No. But the Bible takes it another step. It talks about putting the light on the hill, right? Yeah, so everybody can see that. Yeah. And it reminds me of a story about a little boy that, um, and I'll make this a really quick one, um, but he, his dad, he was out playing one day, right? Mm -hmm. And his dad said, um, okay, son, you can go this far, you can go this far, you can go this far, but don't go past those boundaries over there. And so he He's playing, and, and of course, kids, he mm -hmm. goes past the boundary, and he gets lost, right? <laughs> so the dad, panicking, like any father would, uh, goes and puts a light attic in the very top of the, the, the house, and the boy ends up returning home because he saw that light. Nice. And so that's the thing. And so the... The, the dad was getting ready to put the son to bed. I think H.B. Charles told this story, and it was really good. But um, Good preacher. Right? Yeah. And so, so the son, he was putting the son to bed, and the son said, Dad, can we leave that light on shining brightly from here on out? And the dad says, well, why do you, why do you want to do that, son? He says, so everybody can find their way home since the light is lit. 
Wow. So that that needs to be us. And then I heard it said like this in an in a, in a article I was reading, why Christians should vote, uh, you know, because Christ does call us to influence our culture rather than isolate ourselves from it, not to put our heads in the sand and let somebody else do it, right? He, it says, I remember, salt was a preservative in Jesus's day. It couldn't prevent the decay of meat, but it could delay the decay. Wow. So I think that is is how we have to think as we are going to be voting uh, in these next uh, few days. Um, listen, Christians, God has given us a voice. Listen, we and I love that is true. We are to influence our culture. We aren't to sit by and just go, well, I'm just going to go preach the gospel. I'm just going to go preach Jesus and let other people fight this battle for me. No, I think you said it a long time ago, Christian, where's your fight? And I Christian, always love where's that. where's your fight? Yeah. yeah. And the idea of being on the top of the hill, just like that story, is so everyone can see. Yep. Which means that we should not be shaking and hiding in the house, waiting for the Lord to come back, although we're waiting, right? But we're yep. supposed to occupy until he comes. Yep. And it's not that we're scared of everything that's going on and discouraged. We need to be encouraged. But here's the deal. When you are in the fight and your light is brightly shining, you don't have time for discouragement Yeah. because you're spending too much time doing the Lord's work. Now, am I saying that voting is doing the Lord's work? Not voting in general, but I think voting biblically, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Well, voting biblically is huge. You have to have a biblical worldview as you vote because you you can't have the worldview. The worldview is 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 what people are seeing as far as, oh well, you know, babies can you know this whole thing, and we will talk about abortion tonight. I know we we talked about it probably every episode, uh, but it's important. But you guys are going to see that abortion is going to rule the day for voting. It, it, it exactly. is. <laughs> Who cares about our inflation going sky? We're going to pay fifteen ninety five for a box of uh, Frosted Flakes. Who cares about that? Who cares about that? Our gas is running out. People don't understand that our gas is being depleted, right? But yeah, you want to vote biblically. You want to vote as you would see Jesus vote, right? Right. right. And that's probably a controversial and, and statement right there in itself. But and remember that that salt it, it preserves, right? Yep. You said it earlier, it preserves and it prevents things from decaying so fast. Not only does salt preserve, it also adds flavor, right? Mm -hmm. We need to add that Christian seasoning yep. to everything that we do. Like we should be permeating every area of culture with Christ. And why? Because Christ is the creator of the universe. He's the most right. important thing in this universe. He's above all. And if the universe ain't about God, then the universe is on a quick path towards God's wrath. Every time we vote, when we allow evil, when we vote towards evil, we're voting towards God's wrath. And you look at what Romans 1 says, that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven on all unrighteousness. And you look at the list of unrighteous things. One of the judgments was people would surrender themselves to their passions, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a part of that was the homosexuality yep. and certain things like that. But there's a whole list of things there that the Bible condemns that we have voted for. Yep. Right. And we continue to vote for. Right. That's the thing. We continue to vote for the same thing over and over and over again. And so, which leads us into talking about abortion. Now, listen, if you guys have not heard any of the up, other episodes, especially the last one, I'm going to tell you guys this. Go to stopprop1.com. Go to stop. 
prop1.com. You guys need to go and we need to stop this. This is the birthday murder. That's all I can say. I can't say I can't say anything else. And I love how Pastor Jack says, Pastor Jack Hibbs of Calvary Chapel Hills, he says this. He's sick of hearing pro life and pro choice. He says it's just like, you know, one and two, black and white, right? Right and wrong. There's only two things. You're either pro-life or you're pro-death. Right. There is no pro-choice. Absolutely. You no pro-choice. Abortion is murder. We've said this before. We're um, not here to beat the drum, although the drum does need to be beaten because when you look at the culture, the culture was very mad and upset that they lost their rights to take a child, yep. right? And under no circumstances, if that is a life in the womb, is it okay for people to put the babies to death? Yeah. You know, and Prop 1 takes it a step further, yep. right? Prop 1 allows abortion after birth. Right. And not only that, it actually puts abortion in the California Constitution. So yep. if you didn't know... We obviously have a constitution, right? The United States has a constitution, one of the most powerful documents. But um, what's left of it? Yeah, well, it's there. It's right? there, and, but it's with our yeah. with our Bill of Rights and obviously yeah. the Declaration of Independence. But each state has its own constitution, and in California's constitution, they want to add abortion into it. Yeah, the right to abortion. And you and you talked about beating a dead. Uh, horse. I said beating the drum. Okay. It's not same, dead. <laughs> same thing. Yeah, yeah. beating the drum. Oh, that's all that Pastor Rob and Pastor Elijah talk about is abortion, abortion, abortion. Because here's the sad thing, you guys. If if Christians, and I'm talking to Christians, I don't care about the non-believers right now. I'm not talking about the non-believers. I'm talking about the Christians. God has given us a right to vote. We have that opportunity to vote. And if you don't exercise it, you're going to be the one saying, God, you right. know, I'm not going to listen to that show anymore because all they do is talk about abortion and I'm saying, but you have the opportunity to change it. So where we don't have to talk about it anymore. But the reason why we're beating that drum is because if Christians, if you don't get out and vote, the prop one is going to go through. Yeah. And the world will vote towards God's wrath. What's the right. things that have been um, voted on? Sometimes, you know, you could say voting doesn't work. Like when we voted the prop eight thing yep. back in 2008 and it yep. was overturned. But I think now if you look at the thought process of most Americans, they would say that gay marriage is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that marriage isn't defined by God, but it's defined by man and government and how we feel about things. And, I think if you were to re-vote, we would probably see the nation vote against traditional marriage. Yep. Just like you see when it comes down to this vote, hopefully we don't vote for the murder of children. Yep. And you think about these two things, murder, God's plan for marriage and family. You think about how the country has swayed so much on these things. The way that the country is going, it's going towards the wrath of God. Oh gosh, at a fast pace. Yeah, exactly. We do every single thing that is completely anti-God. And some people would be like, but I'm not a killer. But if you voted for abortion or if you support abortion, then you support something that is anti-biblical. Well, it just, it, you know what, Elijah, it all goes back to when uh, they were voting in 2020. People wanted Donald. And listen, I am not the biggest Donald Trump guy. I'm not. I love that he was pro religious freedom. He was pro-Israel. Pro-life. Pro-life. And you know what? I- I'm sorry. Uh, this country was doing great under his 
presidency. Like the, the economy was doing really well until COVID came along. And then it, you know, that kind of it wrecked the whole scene. And I right. won't say anything about that. We'll just, you know, yeah. but what will I, uh, what, what I will say about COVID though, did you hear this? These companies that fired you because you didn't get the vaccine, guess what? You get your job back and you get back pay. Right. So if any of you guys, I'd, I'd look into that if, if any of you guys lost your job regarding COVID, but getting back yeah, to it. Yeah, it was, it was uh, in New York. Yeah, definitely happened there. I think it was the Supreme Court yep. out there mm-hmm. voted for it. And as goes one Supreme Court, it kind of goes on all. Yeah, domino mm-hmm. effects in all of them. Yep. And what the courts will do is if someone were to file a lawsuit, they can just point to that court case That's right. where the Supreme Court voted for Whatever they voted for. And what better, what better state to do that in than New York? Oh, man. New York's about to... Those companies are about to be broke. That's right. And you know what? Those companies should sue the government yeah. because it was the governor that... Uh, that did it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But you get back to, to, to what Elijah was saying is, is in voting towards God's wrath. It's everything, you guys. It's, it's these little things. Elijah and I had the opportunity to go check out Charlie Kirk, Charlie Kirk on Thursday uh, at a church in Huntington Beach here in California. And Charlie's just amazing. I mean, he he's he's very intelligent. He well spoken, very. And he he Good looks into all the stuff. Yeah, he looks into everything and he studies everything. And so we went and saw him. And so Elijah and I are on the way home, and uh, we were talking. And I said, you know, as I was sitting there that night hearing about voting, and we've fallen asleep. When it comes to voting, yeah, we've fallen asleep, and here's why. We're too focused on voting on presidents and vice presidents and congressmen and senators. And, and, and trust me, all that is important, yes. But what we have fallen asleep at is what Ronald Reagan talked about. Ronald Reagan said, if you want to defeat America, you don't need to use weapons. You need to get into their education system. And that is what's happening. You guys, we have fallen asleep when it comes to voting for um, local elections. Yeah, local elections. Local elections. Yep. And obviously, everybody listening to this is in different cities states. and states. And yep. um, so, a lot of the things that we talk about may be geared towards California because we live here. But again, this applies to everybody everywhere. Your local elections. Yep. You want to know how a state turns from a specific color from blue to red or red to blue? It starts in those cities. Yep. And if a city like Austin in Texas becomes a blue city. Which it is. Yeah. Then then I'll move on to the next city, yep. then the next city, and the next city. And that's how states are conquered. And then once that state is blue, then that's how it pushes right up to the presidency, right? That's right. So it's just a, a domino effect, but it starts there. It starts in the home, really. And we talked it about does. this before, where parents, we should be giving our kids a biblical worldview. And if you have a biblical worldview, we shouldn't even have to educate people on voting. You can look at stuff and you can read it and you can say, hey, this does not align with the word of God. So I need to vote against this. And right now, we're not here to affiliate with any party or any side left or right but god's side but when you look at one side you can clearly see that a lot of the evil is on that side it's the left right the left has a lot of evil the right is not perfect either the only side that's good is god's side when we talk about voting biblically you can just look abortion yeah and and, but you know what i was going to say sorry about trump Mm -hmm. is they hated this man so much that they wanted him out I mean, they used everything against him. Now, I'm not sticking up for Trump. Please, you guys, calm down. I am not sticking up for Trump. I'm just merely mentioning this. 
that people wanted Trump out so bad that they would vote for Biden. You know, you know what? We need to do an episode on uh, Donald Trump just to just to just get it out there. Like, people don't have to listen to it or not, but I do think because I think there's some interesting things about yeah. um, Donald Trump. Obviously, he was a, a guy who kind of said anything he wants. I think that comes from his oh, yeah. business shark Absolutely. attitude, where you get to the point to where in order to close big deals, you just don't care what people say. You say what you want, and you don't care what people think about it. I think that hindered him a little bit, but yeah. ultimately, he was pro-life. He definitely was a supporter of the church, mm-hmm. and, and that helped a lot. But anyways, I know I could no, 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 it's great. No, it's a good point, and we should do one. I, I, absolutely. But I, and I think people probably wouldn't listen because I, I think people are, oh. Well, we could do one on, on Joe Biden, too. They, they President said, Biden. Yeah, they probably said, you know, well, now that Rob— It won't be a bashing session. <laughs> now that Rob's a pastor over at Jack Hibbs Church, uh, he's, um, he's become political. No, but I tell you what, I've woken up to it. Yeah. I've woken up to it and and I see and I and I see what's going on around this nation and my dad's been dead for 27 years. If my dad was alive and he was a staunch Republican, he would be beside himself what's going on here. But yeah. you take the people that didn't like Trump and, and 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 for whatever reason you didn't like his mean tweets. Listen, the guy was not a politician, he was a businessman right. and America is a business and he ran it as such. But they hated him so much and Trump was interfering with this whole new uh, one world government, uh, this the whole swamp. global global reset, all the all the stuff they're talking about. He the was getting in their reset. way, so they had to get him out. They had to get him out. But Christians, man, Christians right. didn't like him. Started voting for Biden. If you're a Christian that voted for Biden. Hey, man, you're voting for murder. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to be honest. The first time Trump ran for president, yep. I didn't vote for him. Mm. And surely I didn't vote for uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, mm-hmm. Not even close. The Russians <laughs> like, did. Yeah, I didn't vote for her. So Wait, the Russians voted for Trump. Sorry. I didn't vote for him. And, it, and some of it was the same convictions. Like, I saw him as someone who seemed arrogant mm-hmm. and, and pompous and... Mm-hmm. Just didn't know how to control his his mouth. Now, I wasn't the guy who was like, oh, he's racist. I didn't see anything about him that was racist. It was weird because I didn't vote for him, but I was cheering for him. Did you ro- I, vote for Ross Perot? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually wrote in, uh, I think it was Rand Paul's name. Oh, Rand <laughs> that, Paul. That yeah, election. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he ended up winning. And by the time 2020 rolled around, I kind of changed my view a little bit because I understood that when we vote, honestly— I just voted for, I don't want to say the lesser of two evils because the lesser of two evils is still evil. Mm-hmm. But I looked at those issues, those moral issues that I thought like are priorities to God. Yep. I looked at abortion, which was a big one. I looked at the church. And yes, I was voting so we can continue to freely preach the gospel in this country. And I'm not saying that Biden or the left is against that, but... When we were living in California, right, we're a blue state. We're as left as it gets over here in California. And the churches were deemed non-essential. And here's the reason why we vote. Um, and, And Charlie Kirk said this. He said, the reason why Christians need to stand up in the culture, it's not because we think that Voting is a solution to all problems. We know God is the only one who will save this country. And it's through the preaching of the gospel that this country will be saved. But we need to vote because we need to put the church in position to never be considered non-essential again. You did say that. And right now the church has a voice. We can speak out. 
We can preach the gospel. We have the ability to do that. And the church should be noisy in the yeah. world. We should be the bright light that either causes the darkness to flee or lights up the entire room. In the call out, I'm sorry, I'm going to do it. Oh, okay. The call out is pastors. Mm-hmm. Pastors, mm-hmm. we've got to be as pastors. Our flock is is important, and we need to be helping our flock. Now, I don't. There's no pastors that are saying, "Hey, you should vote this way, vote that way." You should vote morally. Listen, yeah. again, abortion is not a political issue. Abortion is a moral issue. Right. God formed you in your mother's womb before you even saw the light of day. You were being yep. formed by God. It, it is the place where God knits together. That's humans. right. And it's just a human at a different stage. That's right. Absolutely, man. And when we don't speak out as pastors, like you said, especially the conservative pastors, because those are the ones that we're missing a lot of yes. times. The left pastors, the woke pastors, they are speaking out. They're talking to their congregation. Right. They're standing up for women's rights. Yep. They're standing up for you know, homosexuality. They're, they're allowing drag queens into their church. My cousin just recently, he works at Amazon in Oklahoma. That is as red of a state that you can get. Yeah. And he called me at night and we were talking. He was like, man, I'm just so discouraged. And I said, what happened? He said, at work, they had a drag queen show in the break room. In the break room. So he's walking away and hopefully his supervisor never listens to it. But his supervisor, he said his supervisor was just a regular guy. And he was like, hey, man, are you going to the drag show? And he was like, no, I'm not going to the drag show. My gosh. You know, and I think he ended up uh, leaving work early. And this is what happens when the church does not make a clear distinction of, between good and evil. It, it, yeah. And, and, you know, the sad thing, too, is there's going to come a day where uh, people call good evil and evil good. Yep. We're living in those days now. Yeah. Right now we are living in those days. And the thing is, is and Char- Charlie said something else the other night that was pretty good too. Listen, you might look at you might look at voting like you might even be listening to this going, Oh my gosh, here you know, they're talking about politics or they're talking about voting and again an important part of voting is because, it, it, yes, abortion. Yes, you want to vote down. Man, do you really want your kids looking on their phone and they could gamble at, at, at the drop of a dime? You guys, what what I'm saying is, is that we have to vote because it's just going to it's gonna get worse and worse and worse. The next thing they're going to think of is, is uh, oh, well, you know, now that, that now we got Prop 1, now that we got this, we got that, we got this. Hey, I know, let's silence the churches. Or, hey, right. let's do – oh, People will say, you know what? God can never be silenced. You're right. You're right. He can never be silenced. You're right. I agree with you there. But if we aren't voting the right way, these, it's just going to, things are going to gain momentum. And Charlie said something the other night. He said, listen, if pastors don't stand up and start doing things and start talking about this to their congregations, they're going to be preaching the gospel from jail. Yep. Tony Evans had a great analogy about how pastors specifically should be standing up for the truth in today's culture. And he talked about when you have two football teams, 11 and 11 on the field at one time, there's a lot of tension there, right? There's tension because you have the offense and the defense and one seeks to score. There wasn't much tension in today's game. Your 49ers killed my Rams. So, but we're just mad because of what happened last (laughs) week against Kansas city. But, um, you have this tension 
And in the midst of that tension, you have a guy who is dressed in black and white. Yep. He doesn't represent any of the sides. He doesn't wear any of the team's colors. You could see him out of everyone. He's not wearing the same type of uniforms as them. But the referee is usually older. He's fatter. He's slower than the guys on the field. He's one of the weakest guys on the field, if not the weakest guy on the field. Right. Now, the players, they can knock a guy down, but the referee can throw a guy out the game. Yes. He could take you out the game completely. And it's not because he rules from his own authority that he just has it's just some random authority, but his authority comes from the rule book. Yes. From New York. And he is there to make sure that people know what's right and wrong and follow the rule book. And just like that referee in the middle of all that chaos, in the middle of the chaos of the world, you have the pastors yes. and the church. Yep. And we are here to declare the truth. And we're here to declare the rules that God has applied to the universe and ultimately to proclaim the gospel, right? But the whole point is if there was no official there, it'd be chaos all over the field the whole time. You right. couldn't even play the game properly. Yep. So just like there's a referee, the pastor is kind of like the referee of the culture declaring the rules of God to the culture. Right. So there's no guessing. Yeah. You know, we're not guessing whether that was a first down or if that was offsides. We know what the rule book says. Yep. You know, so no, and there, and that's there's total truth to that. I mean, gosh, that's that's a, a great way of explaining it. And like I said, pastors, we need to be standing up. We need to be the voice. We need to be the front lines of this because if we don't, who else will? I right. mean. I tell you what, mainstream media, right? They, they don't have a problem saying things, and they're they're actually the ones that are blabbing. But what I was going to say about what Ronald Reagan said is, you don't need weapons; you need to you need to attack them through education. Is that's what they're doing? We, we spoke about this last time too. What they're doing is they're they're taking our kids and they're conforming our kids to to all this drag shows and and gay uh, sex and and actually pretty much putting pornography in in classrooms. It, there was a really drop in uh, education during covid the percentages of of learning math learning english right. learning history especially history it all was low that's on purpose because they want to take that stuff out and they want to bring this they want to bring the crt stuff in they want to bring in uh you know um yeah just wokeness edu- yeah wokeness educating our kids in in these sex stuff and all the, the disgusting stuff and i tell you this that's where we fell asleep at the wheel. We fell asleep at the wheel when we we stopped looking at our school district superintendents, right. uh, the school district, uh, whatever they're running for in, in the school district. We have fallen asleep there. Listen, if yeah. you are in California, if you're in Nevada t- tonight listening, if you're in Texas, if you're in New Hampshire, if you're in Florida, uh, I don't know where, uh, New Tennessee, York, any, New York, any of them. You need to pay attention to the school stuff. They know that we don't look at those kind of things because it's all about, okay, who's going to be the next president? Who's going to be the next vice president? Who's going to be the senator of my state? Who's going to be the congressman of my state? And we fall asleep voting for school district and superintendents and stuff like that and getting parents, parents, you guys have got to get involved. If you stay down and you're quiet, 
your kids are going to be taught stuff right. that you don't want to be taught, but it, you have a voice. Yeah. And another thing about COVID was since a lot of people were doing homeschool, the good thing is a lot of parents got to see the stuff that their teachers were teaching their yep. kids. And they're like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> like you're teaching my kid two plus two equals five. Now, obviously I'm exaggerating there, but when they started to see some of the materials coming through, it turned a light bulb on and a lit a fire in a lot of these parents. And now you see parents going to these school boards all the time battling there. But see, the battle does not start at the school board mm -mm. when you go to those meetings. The nope. battle starts when you vote for the people yep. in those school boards, yep. when you vote for the local officials in your city. That's where the battle starts, in your district. Yep. And even when it came to COVID, all the restrictions, a lot of people hated the restrictions. Yeah. I would say a good portion of American patriots <laughs> didn't like our freedoms being taken away from us. But that also depended on what city you lived in. I remember our elected sheriff, yep. he was like, I'm not enforcing this stuff. I love you know, He's sheriff. there to uphold the Constitution of the United States. So even though the state said, we had these ordinances, you must wear a mask outside your house. The sheriff was like, we're not going to be stopping people nope. for not wearing a mask, nope. taking a walk down the street. He's like, people are smart enough to make their own decisions. That's right. And that was actually a good vote, right? Voting in Chad Bianco. Yes, he's, he is outstanding. I love our sheriff. Tagging on to that, uh, you had said the board meetings and stuff like that. Listen, you're going to think I'm some weirdo. Most people do. Some people do. Some people don't. A little weird. But I'll tell you this, COVID was more than a sickness. Right. COVID was, I believe COVID happened. Now, I'm not saying that people say, oh, God allowed, God allowed um, COVID. Uh, no, I think God used COVID to right. bring people closer to him. Churches, it showed, you know what? God is a really good gardener. He pulls the weeds. Yeah. He will pull the weeds. And I think that's what he did. Some of these churches- Sorry, not sorry. But some of these churches that shouldn't have been open, they closed. Yeah. They closed during COVID because- It never and, came back. It never came back because people left their churches. I tell you what, I remember Jack Hibbs telling me that. He said, listen, there's not a pastor in America that has the right to close the doors of the church because they didn't die for the church. Jesus did. Mm. And Jesus told him, you need to keep your doors open. Right. And Donald Trump understood the power that he had versus the power that the governors right. had. And if you really look at it, he gave the power over to the states. Yep. And if you lived in a miserable time during COVID, it was probably because of the governor you voted in or you allowed to be yeah. voted in. Well, because they did take all of our rights away. They were doing this stuff. But what I'm saying is 15 years ago, I won't even say 15 years ago. I'll talk about pre-COVID, two years before COVID. We'll just say two years before COVID. Maybe people paid attention to school board superintendents and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Maybe you paid a little bit of attention to it. But now, now that COVID happened, now that they really pushed the CRT, yeah. uh, they, now, now they are pushing this whole uh, drag queen, like all this stuff started flooding in because we didn't pay attention. Some people didn't pay attention. I, I'll be honest, I didn't pay attention, mm -hmm. but I'm paying attention now. And my kids are homeschooled, but I'm paying attention for your, your kids in California. I'm, 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 pay, I'm paying attention there. Chaos and confusion. That's it. That's what happened. They took advantage of chaos and confusion when the parents started to see how much confusion and chaos there was going on in their school and their kids come back home with a different view from them. Right. They started seeing stuff. And here's the deal. Whoever controls the narrative controls history. And right now, 
one of the biggest voices out there is the mainstream media. Yep. And the mainstream media is pretty left-leaning. Oh, and when pretty, I talk about leaning, I'm saying leaning towards Satan. Yes. Like everything Absolutely. that they promote. And it's interesting because there's a verse in Proverbs. It's Proverbs 18, 17. And it says, the one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. Mm. And the problem is we've had many stating their case first. And mm -hmm. it's usually the first media outlet. They, they get the information out there first. And the problem is there isn't anyone examining it. So they just get away with yep. what they say. And another thing is people will take that information and they will use it against Christian yep. and people. Like you look at this thing with Paul Pelosi. We don't know all the facts, but they've already got their narrative out there. Yep. It's funny when that came out, the next day, Biden came out and he says, and I quote, we have got to stop this political violence. My thing was, I even said it on someone's Facebook page. Oh, you mean the, the violence that you started? Because remember, he was calling these MAGA extremists. That's what he was calling. He, you know, yep. And then, and then we're, what are we? Uh, Christian nationalists. Yeah. Uh, which, like, who is. cares? What is a Christian nationalist? Right. Someone who is a Christian, which is good, both yep. of those words. A nationalist isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, yep. I'm a I'm a Christian, and uh, I love the country that I live in. That's if right. I'm a Christian nationalist, and that's what it means, hey. Label. Just like they like to define their own terms, we'll define our terms. Let's make Christian nationalists a good yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm a Christian nationalist. But see, that's the thing. Is <laughs> Not a Christian globalist. globalist. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. If you, if you think like I was bashing Biden, no, I'm not bashing no. Biden for what he said. I'm just saying you've got to be careful when we're voting. You cannot listen to that. You can't listen to that noise because you know what? They're already comparing it to January 6th. They're already <laughs> comparing it to that because they want you to think that Ed. the Republicans are bad, the Democrats are good, and then the Republicans want you to think that they're good and the Democrats are bad. It's a tug of war. And look, sometimes when you tell the truth, People may think that you're, you're bashing them, but yep. I'll put it this way. If you saw somebody and they were, <laughs> they were wearing a big red nose, yeah, white makeup all over their face, a red afro, you know, some red painted around their lips and a shiny jogging suit, then they get offended because you call them a clown. <laughs> right. Right? I know I mean, it's like, bro, you look you look like a clown. Your shirt even says Circus Vargas on it. That's so, right. Or whatever. But anyways, the whole point is the truth is what As makes a person that not necessarily the fact that we're bashing so uh, and I am not calling anyone a clown. You guys can do that yourself. No, but as as you said that, I was thinking of Homie the Clown. Homie, homie don't play that. Homie don't play that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's, that's the type of clowns we need yeah, in but, office. But you're right, though. But Not that, these other clowns. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but you're right, though. That's the thing is, is he is the one that started saying that. See, it's like if they say it, it's the gospel truth if we say it oh no they're see they're just going against they're they're making this stuff up and then the the aoc girl uh cortez whatever or AOC, orlando we'll just cortez, call her, AOC. AOC. did i say orlando cortez i don't know what her name is but she's irrelevant to me honestly but she is saying the same thing she is coming out and she is saying we've got to stop this violence when it comes to politics i know okay then listen right. the gate swings both and ways girl Again, this is the narrative that the people who have the loudest voices 
get to put out there. And let me just be honest, the masses don't look into this stuff. No. They don't examine. And the problem with that is in my household with four kids, and one is only four months, yep. but even with my four-year-old, if they came to me first and I believed them every time, it'll be a lot of wrong judgments happening around here. The kid that comes to me first and pleads his case, if I just listen to them, I would be wrong like 80% of the time. Right. And I have to examine these things. And the problem is we get this information. The news tells us how to vote. And we don't even look into these things. We just, oh, okay, this person said it and I trust them. Right. Go look into these things yourself. And if you don't have time, yeah, there are people who that you can trust, yep. that you can look to, to help you. But we need to be examining these things on our own. Amen. Don't be ignorant like the masses. The, the church should be people who are like Bereans searching for the truth in scripture and when it comes to culture. Yep. So you think about what this episode's called, Vote Our Way to Wrath. There's consequences, everybody. There's consequences to how we vote. There's many Christians that, that I've already talked to that said, I'm just not going to vote because, you know what they said? I'm not going to vote because what difference is it going to make? They're going to win again. Oh, gosh, don't. Listen, if one is two and two is three and three is four, then plus Man. one is five, plus one is six, plus you're going to get 300 Christians not voting because – they all feel the same way. No, we can make a difference. We can. Yeah, and here's an interesting statistic that you brought up about the Paul Pelosi thing. Obviously, there was a crime that was committed in, yes. in the home, and you guys yes. can look into that on your own. Yep. But the interesting thing is you said that there was a 30% rise in crime. In that area. In that area. In San Francisco. And guess what? Pacific Heights or whatever it's called. Yeah. Guess what happened in San Francisco? That is one of the most left liberal cities in the country. Yep. That in LA. Yep. And now they're they're suffering from being soft on crime and just letting anything go. Their streets are full of trash. You have Feces. drug problems. That's what happens when you do not vote biblically. Nope. Or you're voting these people in because oh well I'm against abortion so I'm going to I'm going to vote for x y and z because that person is for abortion um and, and and then forget that like our gas prices are astronomical again you guys don't believe uh, what what was that rap group public enemy don't believe the hype whatever yeah. listen you can't believe these people because you know what they're saying well look gas gas is dropping to 4 dollars mm -hmm. it's it's coming down no, it's gone up. You That's know, the problem. Yeah. And you know, the biggest problem is the world will vote on the issues that are most important to them. Yep. And what is the most important issues to the world? It's, it's typically um, their identity, right? right? So they either vote with their race or they vote with their sexual identity yep. or they vote because this thing will be beneficial to a habit that I have or something like that. And as Christians, we need to pull ourselves out of that. And we don't vote because of this identity that we were supposed to put off. We vote with our identity in Christ. Right. Which means we're voting for justice, yep. to have the proper justice. Yes, we're people who are compassion. But even then, 
God, compassion is the church's job, not the government's job. Amen. Right? Like the government cannot take the place of the church when it comes to giving. The churches were the ones who built the first orphanages and, and hospitals. And what happens when the government gets involved with that? Money, it becomes a money machine. Right. right? It becomes that, that machine that just sucks in a bunch of money. They're paying a bunch of people. You think about the, mil, the billions upon billions that are invested into the government towards a welfare state. And then little Miss Sue only gets... A hundred dollars a month in cash aid and four hundred dollars in food stamps. Yep. So they don't do a very good job at it. Oh, you know. And then you don't want people to be married to the state. Man, have you ever have you ever driven through the city of Riverside? Our streets are like. I mean, I think they do it on purpose. To be honest with you, I think they they don't do fix them so they'll get so these tire companies can make money and all that. Because <laughs> I mean, good grief, it's like man, there's like massive fifteen foot potholes in the streets, and they don't and they don't. They don't fix the streets, but from what I understand and talking to some people, what they're doing is they're taking the money. These politicians are taking the money, and and I don't know if this is true. I hope it's not, but it sounds correct. They're taking this money, and they're giving it to people that retired so they can get their full retirement. Wow. And I hope that's not true. Are you talking about the politicians get their full retirement? Yeah. The, the wow. pe- Well, the, the pe- no, the people that have already retired, they're giving them so they can have their full Oh, pension or their I full, see, their I full see. yeah yeah but um and you know and like i said the whole the whole thing the reason why we did this episode is because christians were encouraging you guys to get out and vote god gave you a voice when you vote or when you preach the gospel you're standing on one truth and that's god's word you're standing on it so you can say listen abortion is wrong i sent something to elijah the day and some pastors don't want to say anything because they're afraid to lose people within their church and so um i was reading this the other day and this has really nothing to do with our talk on voting but check this i sent this to i sent this to elijah the other day i was reading this and it says this in this day of widely publicized church statistics we wonder if measuring crowds hasn't made us forget the importance of loving individuals. Mm. And then and then it went on to say, and then Elijah's just like, you know, he's like, wow, you know, it's crazy. Then it went on to say, the word pastor means shepherd, but some of today's shepherds don't even know the names of the sheep, let alone the battles they face and, and the burdens they carry. Some don't even want to be called shepherds. And this may be a good thing because they are more like CEOs as a business or ringmasters of a circus than like shepherds of God's flock. Right. Rob's mic just fell down and hit the floor. It was a <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> and when I read that, I had to send it to Elijah and, and, this is this is me saying, pastors, listen, we've got to love the individuals. Who right. cares if you say abortion and fifteen people leave your church? If you if if you say abortion's wrong and twenty people left your church, those twenty people weren't supposed to be there in the first place. Amen. Gone. Go. It's a it's called Je- a blessed subtraction. Jesus was the great crowd thinner. Yep. Oh, he yeah. gathered these great crowds, obviously. And then what did he do? 5,000 people just had a great meal. Yep. Then Jesus would say something like, yeah, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood and not even explain to them what he actually meant. Right. And people just dissipated. <laughs> the crowd just scattered. You mean they drink his blood? Right? And you know why? It's because ultimately he, Jesus is the, the, he sees the heart. Yep. He sees who really belongs to him. And God is not looking for people who are attracted to him just because you know he could bestow some blessing on him like the prosperity gospel right. but he's looking for people who truly love him and 
I look at it like this, man. Like when you look at a light in a mirror, like you could take a light in a mirror and you can make it reflect towards anything. And Christians, we don't produce our own light. We're just basic mirrors that reflect the light of Christ right. to the culture. And if you have one light or two or 10 lights reflecting to the culture, you're not going to see much. But if yeah. every Christian took their mirror and put them together, you can reflect a lot of light to oh, the culture. Yeah. And that's the difference between having a candle in a mirror and having a flashlight, a big flashlight. Because if you ever look inside a little flashlight, you see a bunch of little mirrors that come together, right, to expand the light. And I say all that to say is that we all need to come together Amen. to expand the light. I just think of so many people are like, oh, well, what if the election is stolen? We can't even get there because half of y'all don't even vote. Amen. So we wouldn't even know yet. Yep. If everybody <laughs> voted, it would be harder for them to cheat. All right. It, it would. And if you guys, I'm going to say this statement. And if you guys listen real closely, it might be Pastor Elijah falling out of his chair. If you're a pastor in a church, or if you know your pastor and he has not said one thing about abortion, if he, if he hasn't even talked about it, if he, wow. if, he, if, he, if he hasn't even said anything about it because he's afraid that people aren't going to like what he says because it's a political issue, you know, maybe you've talked to him about it because, well, we don't talk about that because it's a political issue. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, and, and, and in hindsight, he doesn't want to talk about that because he's afraid to lose people. If you are that pastor listening to this or if you, if you know of a pastor that does that, then guess what, pastor, if you're not talking and you're not speaking out against abortion, if you aren't crying from the rooftops, stopprop1.com, well, that's here in California, but if, if you're not doing that- You're not mentioning abortion. Yeah, if you're not even mentioning abortion at all because you're afraid of your statistics- In a sinful way. <laughs> here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Go in tomorrow morning and turn your Bible in and do us a favor and get out of the pulpit. <laughs> exactly. Don't be afraid of people leaving your church. No. Be afraid of the spirit of God Amen. leaving your church. <laughs> Let the people go. Like I said, that's a blessed <laughs> subtraction. But listen, the Holy Spirit is going to be blessing these churches who are fighting and standing up against uh, abortion. It is a huge, huge issue. It, it, I know it's. I right. know it's bigger than inflation. I get that. But listen. But you know all the people who are kind of against inflation and high gas prices yep. and stuff like that tend to be the people who are also against abortion anyway. Right. So you get all of that. Right. So listen, as we wrap this up, we're just going to ask you guys to get out and vote. If yeah. you, if you're a Christian tonight and you're listening to this and this will be out, uh, we'll have this out. Uh, ASAP. Get it crazy. Yeah. We have to have it ASAP because Hey, we might even, um, well, no, we might even do one next week leading up to the election, but we'll hopefully, see. Yeah, hopefully. I, we have the Harvest Crusade. Oh, that's so right. Yeah. Listen, night. if you're in California, if you're in California tonight, if you're listening, um, I, I'm telling you, get to Angel Stadium on okay. November 5th and 6th. That's a Saturday and a Sunday. Angel Stadium, November 5th and 6th, get to the crusade. If you've never been to one, you've got to experience it because you are going to see people's lives changed just like yours was. I know maybe yours could have been in a bedroom or it could have been in a church. It wasn't in a, a baseball stadium. But listen, Pastor Greg Laurie is going to give a gospel message that is really easy to understand. And I just want you, listen, if you go. And you're a believer. Bring another believer. Uh, bring, sorry, bring a non-believer. Please don't yeah. bring your 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 family. Bring somebody that doesn't know the Lord. Well, bring them both. Yeah, yeah bring you them can both. bring them both. But um, watch 
when Pastor Greg gives that invitation, watch the people come out of the stands. It, it, it looks like ants. It's insane. I, I experienced it for like years, 13 years. Yeah. I, and, 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 and so you've got to experience it at least right. one time. And if you ever hang around with uh, Pastor Rob at a, a Harvest Crusade, you're going to lose at least five pounds that weekend. This guy walked me around the stadium so many times. And it's, it, but it's, it's beautiful, yeah, man. It it's is. beautiful. And, yeah. and it, it's really something you need to experience. So again, yeah. two things. Go to the crusade. November 5th and 6th at yeah. Angel Stadium. And, and if you want to serve, go to, what is it? SoCal.harvest.org. Click on the serve page. Listen, they need, yeah, they need, need ushers. They need uh, follow-up workers, follow up workers uh, all that stuff. So, man, yeah. get there. So that, obviously, the crusade is, is optional, but you know it's not optional? Voting. No, it's not. This is something you have to do. At the end of the day, if this state were to continue to vote itself towards God's wrath, that may be the end of um, mass evangelism in that way. We'll yes. end up like China where we have to sneak around. Now, me and you are prepared for that. Hopefully me and Rob yep. are like, bring it on. Yep. You know, we grew up around people that were rough. So, yep. you know, <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're ready for it. Yeah. But, but we're just saying you guys need to get out and vote. Yeah, Listen, absolutely. you you need to make your voice heard. Again, what I you're you're standing on the truth of God. You you know God is going, "Yes, you, you know, and he is he's he's encouraging us." If like I said, if Matthew 5:13 and 14 are true, which they are, Jesus's words, we need to be salt, we need to be light. Yeah. We need to not sit on our hands and hope that things change. No. You need to be the change. You need to get out. You need to vote. Christian, I'm going to say it again. Get out and vote. Also, stopprop1.com. Go visit yes. that and you can fi- you can figure it. You can see all the, the stuff, but that is the major thing. Listen, we need to vote no on Prop 1. Yes. If this passes, if this passes, I think that is one gigantic, I mean gigantic step towards God's wrath. It is a leap. Yes. Somebody's got to say it, right? Yep. If we do not come out, we're going to allow this place to vote itself towards God's wrath. And with that, we're out of here. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to us. And we'll get we'll get back to uh, we'll get back to another episode, hopefully Sunday, but it's kind of busy. If not, uh, we will be back uh, the week after that, maybe after the election. So, yeah, listen, God bless you guys. Get out and vote. And until Jesus comes, stay strong. Somebody's got to say it.